Hey everybody and welcome back to the Big Deal Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about three very interesting topics, guys. We're going to be talking about um, a Netflix controversy. We're going to be talking about the MLB playoffs. And we're also going to be talking about the effects from too much social media. Guys, remember if you do enjoy the podcast, be sure um, to show your friends, tell your friends about it, and check back on the channel um, to see... When a new podcast updates if you also want to follow me on instagram at the big deal underscore podcast um, you can also stay updated through that um, i will be posting every single time a podcast drops all right guys so let's get right into it um first thing we're going to be talking about is the next is the netflix controversy excuse me um, many of you guys may be um, aware of this controversy um, but it has to deal with the show um, a movie called Cuties. Um, so guys, some of you may not have Netflix or some of you may not know what even Netflix is. Uh, but Netflix is basically a um, show and movie. So like a film streaming um, platform that allows um, people to buy subscriptions. Uh, so it allows people to subscribe to them for a certain price per month and you can watch all the free shows that they have on there um, at the price of whatever your subscription costs. So basically what happened was um, Netflix released a show called Cuties and um, a grand jury in Texas has targeted Netflix and gone uh, put Netflix under investigation to see um, if it was actually as bad as people made it turn out to be. Um, so basically what has been said, um, people have said that the Netflix show Cuties has been sexually exploitive. Um, so basically to give you a summary of this show um, and give you a little background about what the show is about and why it's such a big deal. Um, it's a bunch of young girls, probably. I have not seen the show, so this is um, just like a summary that I've found. Um, but it's about a bunch of young girls that um, dance, but the dances that they partake in are not um, dances that young girls should uh, generally be doing. Um, and especially, and also the clothes that they're wearing, um, are very, like, not, I mean, they don't cover a lot of their body, so, um, you could just, you know, you, you just see the problem there, uh, that people don't want, uh, people don't want to see that. Um, also, it's been a problem because parents of girls that are this age have, um, they've been worried that their children are going to see this movie or film or whatever it is and they're going to want to do the same things that these girls are doing um, which to a lot of people is not okay um, so basically everybody went to Netflix um, because yes these are underage girls um, and she and I think the show or the film is um, it's not trying to uh, be as bad as everyone thinks it is, um, because I think it's just kind of showing that it's 
okay to be different because in the movie or in the film um one of the little girls she wants to be um and i quote she starts to be a rebel against the norms of her um society um she is in a muslim family um but she meets a classmate who leads a dance crew that um does the dance moves that aren't very good for a young person to do um and then that girl goes on to join the dance group and um go against the norms of her society um which is where the problem is um being seen to be um another thing that this is the last thing on this topic um but the trial isn't over with um it's not gonna be over with for I would say a while now, um, just and that's just because, I mean, you got, for something like this, I mean, it's just a movie, it's just a film, but, I mean, at the time we're in now, where uh, social media is such a big thing, you don't want your children to be going on something like this and doing what this film is doing, which I think is the main problem, but one question I have is, is this different than TikTok? Um... As many of you probably know, uh, TikTok is probably one of the fastest growing apps. Uh, the App Store has App Store, Google Play Store, whatever. It's probably one of the fastest growing apps that anyone has ever come to see, um, ever. Uh, TikTok is basically an app where you post short videos of whatever you find interest in. But I think what most people have interest in is... Um, watching girls perform dances that um, people find entertaining. Um, so I was wondering if this show is any different than TikTok. Um, I'm sure people's families, um, their children have TikTok, TikTok um, but they don't know what goes on in that app. Um, you can see girls that are dancing that are only 13 years old and they're doing these dances that um, older people are doing like adults are doing um, because they just want to be like they're the adult. I mean, it's just like um, if you have a kid that watches the NFL and they see, um, say, like Saquon Barkley who breaks off a big run and then they're like, dang, I want to be like him when I get older. Um, if you see the wrong thing online and they're getting applauded for it, then you're going to want to do what they're doing just so you can be as popular or you can do it how they do it. Um, so that's really my question is just, is it different than TikTok? And is there um, a lot more to this uh, criminal, not really criminal, but a lot more to this case than the normal pe person sees? All right, so now moving on from that, we're going to be looking at the MLB playoffs. Um... So basically, we're going to be talking about the ALCS and the NLCS. Um, so first, we're going to start with the ALCS. Um, if many of you guys know, if some of you watch the MLB, um, the ALCS is between the Astros and the Rays, and the NLCS is between the Braves and the Dodgers. So starting off with the ALCS, um, I think that the ALCS got the um, bad bunch um, because they have to play seven games in seven days and 
this means that their starters, the starter pit, the starting pitchers for um, the Astros and the Rays, have to provide length. Um, I think that's one of the big things in this series is that um, if the starters don't provide length, then they're going to run out of pitching um, by the end of the series. And I think the Astros and the Rays is really going to be a competitive series um, just because of the skill on both teams. Um, now, the Astros are definitely the underdogs, but um, their starter for Game 1 is Valdez, who in the postseason of 2020 is 2-0, and um, and he only has an ERA of 1.5. So what he needs to do um, to try to secure that first game win is he needs to control the game. Um, like I said earlier, because the Astros are definitely the underdogs, um, they have to take advantage of everything that they can. So that means all the mistakes made by the Rays, um, even though there are a few mistakes that the Rays uh, make now, um, they have to take advantage. Um, one thing also that the Astros have to do is they have to... Um, like I said earlier, they have to give length, which, I mean, that's going to be a struggle for the Astros because uh, three of their five starting pitchers that have started, um, or three of five starting pitchers that they have, have given up an ERA of 7.71, 8.31, and 9.00. Um, as you know, you don't want to have a big ERA in baseball. Um, ERA stands for earned run average. So you, you don't want to give up a lot of runs so that your team can win. Um, but what the, what the Astros have to look forward to um, is George Springer and Alex Bregman, and here's why. Um, George Springer, who is really hot, has a really good bat right now, uh, he gets on base around 30% of the time. So that means around every three out of ten at-bats he gets, he gets on base. And when you're seeing guys that throw like 95-plus miles per hour, um, if you can get on base three out of ten times, that's pretty darn good. Um, also, Alex Bregman, who gets on base more than 30% of the time, um, his is around like 32% or 33% that he gets on base in the postseason. That, that's what they're going to have to look forward to. Um, they're going to have to take advantage of every situation they get. Um, when they have runners in scoring position, they're going to have to work to score those runs, especially when you play a Rays team that is doing as good as they are. So now moving on to the Rays, they're starting Blake Snell. Um, Snell, who uh, he can be known as one of the Rays' aces. Um, however, he can be hit or miss. Um, versus the Yankees, uh, the game he played versus the Yankees, he allowed four runs in four innings, which isn't a great performance. Um, but versus the Blue Jays in their first series, he had he pitched for five and one third innings. Um, all of those innings were shut out, which means he didn't allow one run, and he also had nine strikeouts. Um, the Rays need to hope that Snell can give them. Um, at least five innings and maybe even six to seven just so that they can conserve arms for the later games, which is going to, like I said earlier, is going to be um, a big problem for both teams in the ALCS. Um, also, what the Rays have to look forward to 
um, is how well they've hit the ball. They need to keep hitting the ball very good so that they have a great chance um, against the Astros. In the series against the Yankees, the Rays hit seven home runs in just two games, four in one and three in the next. If they do this, uh, the Rays should... The Rays should win the series if they can hit like they have been hitting. Um, the Yankees pitching staff is not an easy pitching staff to face. However, the Rays absolutely, they hit the ball very well. Even though it went to a game five, I think the Rays did a very good job against the Yankees um, in the divisional series. So that's what I think about the ALCS. Um but I do think that the ALCS will be a very good series. Um, I think it may go into six games. Um, I think the Rays will end up winning and going to the World Series. Um, but I think the Rays are going to win in six games. So um, if y'all have different predictions, put that on my Instagram post for this podcast in the comments. And we can compare what we have to say about the ALCS. So now moving on to the NLCS. Um, the NLCS is between... The Braves and the Dodgers. Um, as you do know, uh, a few years ago, um, in 2018, the Dodgers and the Braves went up against each other in the postseason, um, but the Dodgers won three to one. Um, so, what the Braves have to do, um, even though they're the underdogs, they cannot be intimidated by this Dodgers team that has done pretty good. Um, Freddie Freeman has to stay hot. Uh, he's been hitting the ball extremely well. Um, he has to stay hot for his team so that because he's a veteran, um, he needs to allow the rest of the team to feed off of his energy. Uh, the Braves pitching staff has to also try their best to keep a hot Dodgers hitting team within reach so that they can have a chance to win. Uh, the Dodgers hitting team is just really good. Um, but I'll get into that as I talk about the Dodgers uh, after I talk about the Braves. Um, so basically, another thing the Braves have to do is they have to score runs early. Um, Max Fried, who was named the Game 1 starter, um, needs to feel comfortable um, while throwing against the Dodgers team that hasn't lost a game this postseason. Um, because the Dodgers are on such a hot streak, they are going to come out swinging the band. They're going to come out getting hits. But if the Braves can put up runs to support their starting pitcher, um, Fried will be able to feel comfortable and relaxed so he can pitch a great game, which is what the Braves need him to do. So now for the Dodgers, they have to stay on their hot streak. Um, because they haven't lost a game, they probably are a team with the most momentum in the MLB right now. Um, the reason I say this um, is because they're coming off two sweeps, uh, which was against the Brewers and the Padres. The Braves have also swept in their previous series, but I just feel like the Dodgers have the upper hand when it comes to the postseason, and that is truly based on experience. The Braves haven't been in the NLCS since 2001, and that resulted in a loss to a strong Arizona Diamondbacks team. But the Dodgers have been in the last in the last four years. The Dodgers have been in three of the NLCSs, um, and if you count this year, uh, they've been in the NLCS in the last four of five years. 
Out of all those years, though, they have never won a World Series. Um, so I feel like the Dodgers are going, and they're going for blood. They're going to try as hard as they can and more just because they don't want to come up short this year. They want to get the whole thing, which is what I think is going to be the hardest thing for the Braves. Is um, The Dodgers have nothing against the Braves, but the Dodgers have everything against themselves. Um, and when I say this, I mean that the Dodgers, they are disappointed in themselves that they haven't won a World Series in the past five years. Um, when honestly they could have uh, the skill on the Dodgers team um, for the last half decade has been astronomical um, so now they're going to try to capitalize uh, because this is also another very good year that the Dodgers have partaken in um, which is why I think and this is why that I think the Dodgers have the upper hand in this series so uh, in this game my prediction or in this series, my prediction is that the Dodgers are going to win in five games. Um, uh, it may go to six. I doubt it'll go to seven. Um, but I think the Dodgers are going to end up winning when it comes to the end of it. So now for the last topic of this episode, we're going to talk about the effect from too much social media. Um, guys, this has been a huge problem in today's society just because... Um, with the coronavirus, people are resulting to being on their phones more because they can't go out in public. But that is not the answer. So first we're going to show the benefits, then we're going to go to the harms of social media, and then we're going to go to what you can do to protect yourself um, and not being harmed uh, by too much social media. So the benefits of social media is that... Kids can meet people um, that they don't know who they are, but they can meet people which will give them um, an advantage because they don't have to be judged for how they look or who they are. They're just judged for um, personality. Um, Most kids, they have a good personality, but they may not fit in at their schools. Um, This is very hard for kids and with the use of social media, they can meet friends that don't care about how they look or who they are or how much money they have. They just know that they're a nice person. Um, social networks can also provide kids with support. Um, the kids that have disabilities or feel excluded in the real world can be supported by social media because um, I feel like more people are good than they are bad, whether you believe it or not. Um if a kid is struggling, I feel like a lot of people are going to try to lift them up rather than put them down, um, which is a great thing from social media. Um, social media can also be used for entertainment, uh, which allows kids to keep a smile on their face, even if their day at school or at home uh, didn't go as well as they wanted it to. Um, social media Um, can also allow kids to communicate with other kids all the way across the world. Um, This could result in a friendship that um, is made just because they go through the same thing as the other person they meet. Um, And this relationship can help both kids uh, with their problems because they have someone to talk to that understands exactly what they're going through. So those are the main benefits Um, So now let's look at the harms of social media. Um, Like I said, 
Being behind screens allows kids to not get judged, but that's mainly through anonymous social media sites. But what the main harm comes from is by social media sites that people know who you are and know what you look like and they also know your personality. Uh, this can result in bullying, um, it can result in rumor spreading, or even cause someone to go into depression. Um, it is also shown that kids who spend more than three hours per day on social media platforms may be subject to higher risk of mental health problems. Mental health problems from a phone, I mean, that's that should never happen. Um, just because you're on it more than three hours a day, um, it shows that your mental health may plummet. So it's not that hard to stay off of it for more than three hours per day. Also, when kids care too much about social media, they can mess up their sleeping, eating, and well-being habits, which could ruin their life forever. Some things that are said to people um, may seem like a joke to the person that said it, but the person that actually receives um, this insult or what people think is a joke could ruin people's lives forever. Um, they may never be the same person they were because they are very um, insecure about themselves. And if you say what they don't want to hear, it may result in a very bad life for this person. So now, lastly, we're going to be talking about what you can do to protect yourself from too much social media. So one thing you can do is set reasonable limits. Um, if you set a limit on how much time you can be on social media, um, this will force you to not be on it too much, which is um, very, it's, it's a very explicit way to handle the problem, but this may work for some people. Also, what you should do, um, if you are a teenager, you should allow your parents to monitor your accounts. Parents, if you are um, are a parent of a teenager, you should monitor your children, your child's accounts um, that they are a part of. Uh, this would just help with what they post, um, who people or what people say about them through um, their accounts. It allows you to know what's going on in your child's life, which could be the difference maker um, in their well-being. Also, teenagers and parents you need to discuss what isn't okay and what is okay um, there's many things on social media that may seem tempting for kids to do but sometimes that's not what you should do um, you have to know what's right and what's not right and when to do what you need to do also encourage your children or teens you need to have face-to-face -face contact I know right now in this pandemic that we're going through, it's very hard um, to do that face-to-face -face contact, but you need to try your hardest to get outside and get some fresh air, uh, go get something to eat with your friends, or go just hang out with your friends, um, and this will help you stay off of social media and just worry about what you want to do, um, and you don't have to worry about other people's opinions on you. Also, you need to talk about your habits to someone. Um, if you talk about your habits to someone, they may have the same habits, and you may um, conclude that both of y'all have a problem, and y'all can work on it together. Or you can talk about someone. You can talk to someone that 
um, knows how to help you with your bad habits um, so you can end up having a better life um, for you or your child. So guys, that's going to end this podcast. I appreciate everyone for listening. Um, If you made it to this part, go ahead and go give my Instagram a follow. It really means a lot. Um, Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it is the big deal underscore podcast. Leave a follow to stay updated on when my podcasts go live. Um, But yeah, that's going to be it for today. Um, I will see you guys later in the week. Um, So until next time, I'm Jackson, and this is the end of the podcast. Peace out. Thank you.